podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to, I want to say another episode of Courtside Fracker like we did one last week, but it's it's been a while and we're going to be on a new feed. Um, so welcome back uh, to Courtside Fracker is, is what I should say. Um, I'm joined this week by two regulars. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking forward. I know you guys are going to be on each week. Uh, I'm joined by one of our old heads, Kay Canyon. How you doing, Canyon? New year, new me. Say me though. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'm joined by Charlotte Hornets fan, Yanni. How you doing, Yanni? Oh, I'm here, man. I'm here. It's just, yeah, New Year. Same old me, man. Good, 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 good. Um, I, I was saying when I was like putting the stuff together for the start of the pod, I wanted to mention that we kind of pride ourselves on, on covering the whole league. I thought I got a Lakers fan. Um, and Yanni, you're, you're a Hornets fan, so it already shows that even within the cast, we've got that kind of like a, a wide breadth of the league um, covered. For those of you who are coming back after a while, um, welcome back. Like I said, we're on a new feed, so make sure you subscribe to the to the new feed. When you're uh, listening to podcasts, use the hashtag Courtside Fracker. If you enjoy the pod, share that with your friends, really get that community going. Um, I'll start off with a bit of recent news, I guess, um, in the last couple of days. Um, Dirk Nowitzki, he, he, he may ring a bell um, to you guys. You know, league MVP, league, MV, uh, league MVP, finals MVP, title winner, 30,000 plus points. Um, had his jersey retired uh, by the Dallas Mavericks last night uh, before they decided to uh, beat the Golden State Warriors. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll come across to you very briefly just to talk about um, Dirk, uh, what, what he meant to the league, what you enjoyed of his game when he was playing. It's been a while since his prime. Um, but yeah, it was great to see him come out. And he's still in great shape as well. Hey, bro. I think guys like that who are just so disciplined in their career don't really lose it after that. Not like the Wesley Snyders and the football who just turned to the beer and the babes. So, I hear that. Yeah, I but yeah, Dirk was... It's weird, because for, for me anyway, when I first started watching, he was like the first like European person that was like, oh, wow, like actual star. I'd obviously... Yeah, the career was extensive. And yeah, I think he was very fortunate in the end. Obviously, he, don't get me wrong, had a fantastic career. He was extremely fortunate to be able to obviously have that chip because I think in basketball, as we know, if you don't win a chip to the to the casuals, you're a bum. So yeah. if you don't win that chip, Dirk's name wouldn't have been spoken about as the best power forwards when it should have rightfully have been because you just look at the numbers alone, like he's up there. Like he averaged 20 for his career. But I think up until the twilight, which was 20... Post post chip, which was twenty ten plus, he still played for another eight years after that. So he still played till twenty nineteen, but before then, didn't average under twenty points of some since his sophomore year. So that was a, that was a serial scorer since the since nineteen ninety eight. So for wow. Dirk, yeah, I'm happy that he got his jersey retired. And to be fair, it's actually a lot faster than I thought it would happen, just purely because in general, when people retire, yeah. you wait three or four years. That's the franchise. That's the franchise. Like yeah. Mark Cuban knows who who he built his who he built his franchise on the back of. And I was looking at this graphic um, the other day that was talking about kind of the top scorers in different zones of the court for the last twenty five years. Okay. Um, so like close to the basket had LeBron, Shaq, Tim Duncan. In the mid range, it was like Dirk five six times in a row. Dirk, 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 Dirk. So, you know, his patented um, step back fadeaway that you see, obviously, a lot of guys like Kevin Durant 
um, used nowadays. But yeah, when Dirk first came through, you didn't really see guys his height, 6'11", 7 foot, who could shoot. handle the ball and who could shoot who could shoot and really, when we talk about shooting, we're talking about extending out to the three-point line. So he was kind of, yeah, he was kind of a uh, pioneer in that way. And it, it would have been lovely to see him in this era. Um, yeah, he would have he would have fitted in in this era like a glove. Um, second thing I wanted to talk about was obviously um, the first fan returns for all-star voting have come out. Um, as you'd expect in the West Conference, the top vote getter in the front court is LeBron James. Um He's also joined by Nikola Jokic and Paul George, top three front court vote getters. Um, and in the guards, it's Steph, who has 2.5 million votes, the most overall. And he's joined by Luka Doncic. Um, Eastern Conference front court uh, top vote getters, Kevin Durant, followed by Yanis and Joel Embiid. Um, and then the guards, top vote getters are DeMar DeRozan and James Harden. Wow. Um, so uh, I think for the most part, I, I agree with the fan voting. Uh, Bit of question mark for a bit of question mark for Doncic and James Jimmy Harden. Jimmy Jimmy Jim, Harden. He's not James. That's, that's legacy. That's a le- that's a legacy vote, and I get it. There's a reason we don't get the fans to vote a hundred percent of the votes. Uh, Yanni, when you were uh, submitting your All Star votes, who who did you go with? Uh, I gave. I actually gave Chris Paul. I can't lie. I gave Chris Paul and Steph Curry. Um, I and it. I went Trey Young and. I think I went to Mother Rosen. That was, was your guards, yeah. I was feeding off the Trey Young buzz. Um, but I would happily have it as Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I'm looking at this actually, and the guards um all kind of make sense one through four. It's the Rosen, Harden, Trey Young, Levine. And then it's Lamelo Ball at five. Melo Ball. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving how, do you, how do you feel? How do you feel? Your bo- your boys in the big leagues. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even surprised. I'm not that's that's normal, bro. What? With four hundred and twenty, whatever, man. That's, that, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's gonna go up. Like I'm not even. That's standard. But I'm just more shocked at. I say shocked. People should be pissed. Derek Rose at seven, Tyler Hero at eight, and Darius Garland at nine. All above Fred Van Vliet, who is definitely better than all of them. Yeah, he's he, Fred. Fred's gonna make an All Star team this year, I think. Um, well, yeah. I mean, not that way. Yeah, well, the fact it's the fans, isn't it? So by the time people need to the, sort their ish out, yeah by, the, by the ti- yeah, by the time their vote's done, I think the coach, the coaches will vote. The coaches bigger will issues vote at worst. Yeah, a young Clay Thompson who ain't played for four years, two years. That's number four. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not clock. <laughs> I'm dead. That's heritage, and obviously the oh, buzz man. of him, the the buzz of him returning, um, which we'll, which we'll get into as the pod goes on. It's basketball heritage. Yeah, literally basketball heritage. Um, I like, like I said at the top of the pod, uh, we like to pride ourselves on not just covering your kind of flashy franchises, your Lakers, your Celtics, your your Heat, your Nets, um, Golden State Warriors. We like to cover the whole league. Um, well, as is the first time coming back, it makes sense to kind of start at the top and work your way down. Start as you mean to go on, um, essentially. So today we'll be spending some time discussing uh, the top teams in both the East and the Western Conference. Uh, really just chopping it up with Yanni and Casey and seeing what they've taken away, what they're enjoying, what they're not enjoying so much. Um, yeah, I'm going to cro- come across uh, firstly to you, Yanni. Um, it's your first time on the pod. Um, we're, we're returning and, and a certain man returned yesterday for the for the Brooklyn Nets in um Kyrie Irving. First, before we get into what, what you've seen from the Nets, what you thought of his performance yesterday, um, where where did you stand before this in terms of him not getting vaccinated? 
um, and, and deciding to keep that, um, not to get all political about it, but him not getting vaccinated and deciding to stay away from the team. Um, were you with Kyrie? Were, did you respect his right to choose? Or were you kind of like, mm, come on, Kyrie? Like, to... Need your dog. I, at that point, did not, I actually did not give a toss and continue to not give a toss. Um, I, I kind of, it's a bit dead that like he can, he, he will not get vaccinated or whatever. And then Bradley Bill cannot get vaccinated and still play in Washington he or whatever. Then he's just, he is who is, who, who, right. He's just been shagged by the New York mandate, whatever. Honestly, yeah, I could not care that. less. It's just a shame not to see Kyrie. But now, as I turned on League Pass this morning at 2.30 a.m., seeing Kyrie source it up. It's outrageous. How has he just stepped on the court and done it again? The paces were up, man. The paces were up. 20 points from Lance Stevenson in the first quarter going off. Mm. And then classic. Because, right, random. I missed the 21st. I missed the 20 point first quarter. Obviously, yeah. people were going off about it, but I was doing something. And so, you know, I tune in. I'm like, all right, what's Lance Stevenson got for me? But turns out he's got a couple of turnovers in the fourth, and Kyrie Irving was doing his business back to normal. Yeah, I think we've back with to them, normal service for the league. Literally, with with them, obviously you come you come together and you're talking about three of the top top talents in the league in James, Kyrie, and um, KD. And we can talk about um, the the unluck the unluckiness of the injuries in the playoffs last year. Um, tough tough exit to the to the box. Um, KD's started this season. I say started about halfway through. He's he's for me top of my MVP voting. Uh, James Harden in the last week or so, um, it looks like he's starting to he was starting to get back to his best. He figured out how he was playing with um with um KD. They're adding Kyrie back to the mix. Yeah, for you, it's for, getting mad. Yeah, for KD, you, KD, yeah. for the last week, thirty one point five points, seven rebounds, five assists. Yeah, it's normal. The, the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, Canyon, for you, does this uh, push the Nets all the way to the top um, in terms of your favourites for the chip? Or do you need to, to, to see how they fit with the rest of the roster before you, you dub them the, 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 the winners or the potential winners? <clears throat> no. <laughs> no, I don't know why, yeah. Because don't get me wrong, I'm very happy to see Kyrie back. And like Yanni just said earlier, like if he played for 29 of the other 30 teams, there would be no issue. He could definitely play. It's just like the state mandate that he's in, he can't play. It's what it is. But yeah, it's good to see him yeah. back. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how they're going to do it with him just playing away games. So even then, if he did get pushed up, if they did get pushed up any further, it will still be not the most cohesive of units anyway. Until this day, I don't think the three of them, the three main people, Hoppy and Jimbo, he's not James yet. He still ain't got his form together. KD <laughs> and Kyrie have played 30 games with each other yet. They're not, I don't, they might not even play 25. And I'm being generous. So you'd hope that he gets some sort of, they get some sort of cohesiveness back quickly. But long term, I'm not sure how it's going to work, especially in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Like, cool. They're not going to not going to play in a neutral venue. And cool. If they're, the top, if, they're, if they're the one seed, the first two games, he's going to be missing. And God forbid mm. it goes seven games because he won't be there. Do you... Uh, yeah, it's what it is, man. I don't know. I, I, I must say, I feel as though if the Nets were fully healthy in the playoffs, they definitely would have beaten the Bucs. As the man that wanted to see the Bucs win. <sighs> Could have, should have, would have. Anyway, anyway, if, the, if the Cavs were fully healthy the first year, they would have beat the Golden State. But yeah, these things happen, man. Like, honestly, like, I, I'm more hung up about it that they didn't get through. Because, again, I don't think, as we've seen numerous times, these super teams never really work out first time round. 
And obviously now there's the barrier of COVID. So it's an interesting one. So this one has even had another spanner in the works. And of course, they'll fly through the regular season because ultimately talent will get you through that. But then when it comes to the playoffs, it comes with like talent and organisation and obviously the set plays. And you can't like vibes your way to a final well and truly. So yeah. Cool. It'll, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he he fits back in. He was brilliant last season, hyper efficient from the floor. And when you're talking about skilled, when you're talking about pure hoopers, uh, as it were, he's he's right there at the top of the list. Um, you know, man. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Last point on Kyrie. Yeah, well, there's just recycled points, but we obviously haven't seen it for a while. And he was excited to be back playing, and he said it in his post game interview. But the bag that this guy's got is just ridiculous. Like. The way he will just choose which way he wants to score every single time. He looked so good from mid range last night, which you know when someone's hitting it at mid range, they're just they're having a hoopers night. Heritage. And for for every night, every night's a hoopers night for Kyrie, bro. Like he's just so <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's a pleasure to have him back. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally, I can't, I can't echo your I can't echo your sentiments enough. Really. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Steve Nash does with this roster because yeah, I have question marks about him having gotten the job in the first place. Mm. But with KD being well, I won't, don't want to call it his prime, but with KD being what worst worst second best player in the league, um, he, 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 he yeah at worst I, I'm being I'm being gregarious, okay? Um, yeah, at, at worst second best player in this league, you want <laughs> to see him capture another title before um it's all set before it's all said and done. Um, and if they don't win one this year, yeah, pressure. Do, do they get rid of one of the three? I mean, it, it does, does when I say the one of the three, I'm looking at James Harden, um, who who looks like he may be past his his, his best. We'll keep our eye on that. Um, let's go across to the Western Conference. Um, to a league leading record from the Golden State Warriors, twenty nine and eight. Um, after last year, uh, Steph Curry third in MVP voting, um, toiling. Um, they've come right back with a bang. Um, Steve Kerr's really confirmed that he's one of the best coaches in the league. Um, and they're, they're looking really good both ends of the floor. Um, so much so, Kay, that Steph Curry doesn't even have to shoot well uh, and they're winning games, um, which has caused quite a lot of debate inside our, our, our group chat uh, for the last week or so. Um what are you liking, not liking from the Golden State Warriors so far this season? Um, I don't like the fact they're winning because <laughs> <laughs> it gets all these newbies out. So, no, instead of the, um, the Steph Curry sexuals, Irisha and the gang. But, yeah, if, in all honesty, I just like the fact that it's, they just play fantastic team basketball. And I know there was always, like, questions late on with, like, Steve Kerr's game management and his rotation. Sometimes they could be a bit small and sometimes didn't react fast enough to change when teams were going on runs and blah, blah, blah. But so far this year, that's not been an issue. And to me, to this day, hands down, the Christmas Day Phoenix Golden State game has been the best game this season because it was just high-quality basketball all around from both High-quality basketball, man. Was defense, wow. offense, and honestly, beautiful stuff. So I really like the fact that this year, their role players are actually stepping up and they're in a... Uh, fortunate position where their role players are actually all quite versatile. At some point, you'd have Otto Porter playing the four or the five, even though he's clearly not. It just works for them because they play small the majority of the time. And that's great because obviously... When, the when Otto Porter's on, 
oh man, they look unbeatable, man. Like, what this was he doing? What was he doing going off like that on Christmas? This Day? is what he's paid for. This is what he's been paid for. He got he was getting paid 145 million. This is what he's supposed to be doing. This, that's what people don't How get. He's supposed funny. to be doing this. So for me, like, yeah, it's great to see. Uh, yeah, I just don't like the fact that they're winning. But yeah, Steph can get by being below his normal standard and they're still winning. That's why it's somewhat excusable. But we'll see if that's beneficial long term because before we were blaming it on him chasing the record, but the record's gone and it's his now. So what's it'll the be, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. And I think that that margin for error, as well as having players who've kind of fitted in seamlessly offensively, let's talk about the defensive end. Let's talk about Draymond Green's return to being a defensive player of the year um, candidate. And probably the for resurgence. me, for my money, with, with the league's best. Um, defense so far this year, that the number one spot for defensive player of the year. Uh, when you watch their scheme in defensively, and you watch Draymond how he leads them, the intelligence of the team. Um, does it hark back to those prime mid twenty ten Golden State teams for UK? Oh, that guy's a charlatan, man. That guy really said, <laughs> "Nah, man." He really said, "Yeah, I just weren't feeling it before, did it?" But now we're good again. I'm back. <laughs> what a crook <laughs> what a crook but yeah honestly um, yeah, to be fair to him yeah it does look back like the days where shit you've got a lot of these players who are not known and then the main focal point of Steph and Dre Clay's not back yet so you've got those two and a very serviceable third option in Andrew Wiggins who just clicked does the dirty work and whatnot recently so yeah they've actually got a lovely core at the moment and Clay coming back can only strengthen that depending on what level he comes back at. So, yeah, it is kind of a scary throwback to what they were because they've literally, they've not made that many changes to their roster and they're automatically gone back to being a contender straight again. And it's not solely on Steph, of course, but a lot of it is because of him because he's playing at a similar level to he was last year, just scoring a tiny bit less. It's crazy. Yeah, These... I think, Gianni, when you, when you look at the Golden State Warriors, like... like um. Kay said they haven't made any major acquisitions, but I think the back end of last season was kind of primed in terms of the team that they were going to have this season. Um, what are you what are you looking for them to achieve this season? Do you think they can win it all? You've got guys like Jordan Poole who've come on leaps and bounds. We've got Clay Thompson who we know is returning back this week. Steph is going to be Steph. We've got Otto Porter. We've got Gary uh, Payton Jr., um, who's an absolute dog. You've got Kaminga who will flitter between the league and the G League, but when he comes in, he's a hell of an athlete. You can put him on teams, um, perimeter uh, perimeter scorers, and he's going to give them a torrid night, not to mention what they do on the defensive end and whatever your opinions are on James Wiseman. This Golden State team, how far do you think they can go? They can definitely win it, man. Why wouldn't they? They're top of the West. Um, so if we're kind of going under the impression that they're one of the teams that are going to win it, adding clay to that mix is hectic. He's coming back this Sunday, by the way, which he I'm is, very excited is, yeah. for, man. Very excited. <laughs> so, Clay, gonna... so, sorry, so, Clay, so, Clay coming back. Uh, and what do I like about this team? They're just playing fantastic basketball. They're just even a different team from last year. Like, I saw, I, I watched a play earlier with Steph driving, kicks to Gary Payton in the corner. Gary Payton swings it one, but... Steph Curry's carried on going into the corner and Gary Payton sets a screen for Curry. Again, in that corner, Curry gets his shot off. And I was just, you know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, if that was Kelly Oubre in the corner last year, he just would have flung it. <laughs> you, know? Okay. you know what I mean? No, that's facts, kid. And that's Kelly's my boy. 
Kelly's my boy. That's not, I can't. Nothing wrong with what. Nothing wrong with what Yanni said. There, I got, I've got to agree. Um, and I'll, I'll quickly. I'll quickly, boy, boy. Come on, I'll, I'll quickly ask you about this um shooting slump that Steph's having, and um, which has him uh, posting the worst um shooting percentages of his career. Like um like Kay said, that they're, they're, they're poor numbers for him. Uh, for other players who play in his position and shoot the sort of quality shots they. Um, shots that he shoots, these would be fantastic numbers, career numbers even. Um, so he's 42% from the field. He's now uh, 39, just still 39% from three. And obviously he's shooting over 90% from the floor. He's He's been on a shooting slump for the last couple of weeks. Um, do you think this is maybe the beginning of a bit of a decline from being uh, an absolute unicorn of a player who was clear of his peers statistically in terms of his offensive output to a decline maybe just to league leading um but his gap between his peers has just closed a bit or do you think he's just having a bit of a suiting slump oh i think you know he's always gone in and out of slumps really we just get caught up you know we always get caught up it, he was on an absolute tear four weeks ago um yeah. so you know i i I would obviously like to see him come back to shooting the absolute lights out of the gym again. But uh, I think basically up until this point, if the Warriors can just get steady, Steph doesn't even have to do too much as long as they're, do you know what I mean, in the top spots, get to the playoffs. And then if Steph don't start producing in the playoffs, then I'll start getting worried. But until then, I'm chilling. I like that. I like that. Um, since we were talking about the 29-8 and league-leading Golden Warriors, uh, Golden State Warriors even. Let's stay in the West and talk about another team that's 29 and 8. Um, last year's beaten finalist, Chris Paul's, Devin Booker's, um, Phoenix Suns. Um, can they? So, a lot of people felt last year that they kind of got to the finals because, you know, teams were injured. You know, Kawhi got injured. They they beat the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Denver Nuggets also not, lost... Um, Jamal Murray, and then once they got uh, to the box, they got absolutely bulldozed uh, by Yanis. Um, have they? Has your opinion of them this season gone up since last season, um, or do you still think they're, they're lacking a little bit of something to go all the way? Um, I'll open it up to either of you to start, really. Yeah, go on, <sighs> yeah they can do it, man. Yeah, I, I, I want to believe in them. But, yeah. Uh, like, Chris Porter, I'm happy if he ends up with nothing. It's, that's, it's, it's the way it should be. Um, I, no, way it I'm, should very, be. I'm very CP3. The only reason I'm Pro saying CP. this is because of, rest in peace, David Stern. Listen, mate. If you come, come play with Ebok, my guy, in the purple and gold, <laughs> we'll be talking on your name like this. Maybe have a chip You still two, hung but... up on that. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Let it go. It's possible. mental state. Impossible. But yeah, man. Um, I really like what they're doing. Like Monty, fantastic guy. Um... I just don't know if they've got like the X factor. You know what I mean? Like that's that little thing that's gonna push them over the edge. Because last year, obviously, we saw for the first time Devin Booker in a good team, and they went all the way to the Western Conference final. It's always final, sorry. Ultimately, they lost in the end. But for him as well, even though here and there he had a game, he didn't really play that well the entire playoffs in it. And I think maybe because that was fatigue or injury and whatnot. So I want to see how he is this year because. Everyone speaks of him extremely highly. Me, I'm a bit more balanced. I think he's very, very good, but he's also been in the league like seven years. It's just very fortunate that he came in at 18, so he's young. I just want, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't think like, they have the X Factors pushed him over the edge. Whereas the Golden State, worst case, 
if they've they've got Steph, like, come on, bro. They've got Steph and Clay. If all, all if all shit goes to to the top, it's them. Mm, and I'm not yeah. sure what old CP3 can do. DeAndre Ayton, who's been who's begging, he really wants to be the Black Dirk. But let me tell you, listen, bro, pick and roll, just hold that, just hold that for now, yeah. Just rebounds at the rim, little putbacks. You're good for that. He's, he's doing his thing, though. He is he's good strictly on the short bro. roll. The best, thing, the, best, the best thing that ever happened to DeAndre Ayton was Chris Paul. That's one person that benefited because before he came, he was in the mid range. He was taking the spin around, turnarounds. Like brother, that's not your game, bro. Big man, do you practice that shot? You don't. Just but <laughs> so now he's got CB3, and obviously it's very much big man, little man. Hold that, boom, do your thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they have the X factor. Like they've got a lot of good role guys who do the job. But I'm uh, not sure of the jump that Devin Booker is going to make. That everyone I would say that no one in the West, including the Warriors, wants to come up against the Suns. Oh, facts. Oh, for facts. You know. Really so uh, in terms of them going on a on a run, yeah, damn, I I loved that run last year. I'm a massive fan of CP. I'm a massive fan of Book. All their role players are fantastic. Um, I don't think the Suns necessarily need any more from DeAndre Ayton right now. He's doing great work. Like, he's proper anchoring that defence. Like, that's been him this year. Like, when he's on the court for the Suns, like, that is... He is the captain of the D. There's no two ways about it. And he's done a good job at it. And then he works in the pick and roll, like Kay said. Does a little bit of work in the short roll. But he's not going to, like... Offensively, he's not going to develop some crazy bag. And it's not like people would think, oh, we need... Huh? thinks he has it that's the problem bro. oh he doesn't anymore he doesn't anymore to be fair they've drilled that well out of him and so you know people might sit there thinking he needs more in his bag for the suns to get over some no like the suns will win by if they can get there playing unreal d and then just those two cooking cp and book i mean it's it's an all right formula but it we'll is in it it is, I think, for them, they just want probably just a little bit more from Michael Bridges, a little more from DeAndre Ayton. Just a, a, across the roster, they just probably just want a little bit more from everybody who isn't um, who isn't Devin Booker. I think at this point, um, Chris Paul is knocking on knocking on forty. So you, you know, know what you're gonna get from you, you know, know what, what really you're gonna get from low him. key stinks for them that no what? one really clocks too hard is Dario Saric was playing crazy ball for them before he went down. <laughs> He was solid. He was he was solid. What what him going down meant is that they didn't have enough bodies to throw at Yanis. No, so yeah, Another one to add to the gravestone, though. Throw him. At yeah, yeah, yeah. We add that to the gravestone, man. Cradle to the cradle to the grave. Euro, Euro, Oh, that one was so racism there. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they just they just want a little bit more from everybody. Cam Johnson, Michael Bridges. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Cameron Payne, just getting a little bit more from everybody across the roster is, I think, how they'll do it. it just yeah, a, it's a community, it's a family thing. Yeah, but it's a family thing with the Suns. Where where you where you got like Golden State have got people like Steph who can go unconscious. Clay obviously that that remains to be seen, but in the past Clay could go unconscious. They've got guys like Jordan Poole who's shown that he's a he's a solid. He's a, not even solid. He's a good scorer. Good regular season score. What we need to see next is, can your scoring translate to the playoffs? Can you be a guy who can get us an efficient 20-25 on any one of those nights? Um, um, the Suns aren't built the same. They're very much team basketball. They know their sets. Chris Paul runs a really tight ship. Um, so be, yeah, yeah. Listen, how many players do you really want to have the ball 
in the crunch over yeah. over over Christmas. I, I understand basketball is not equal opportunity sport, as someone so actually said it in the chat. But well, come on, bro, like, let the ball breathe. There's four teammates. There, there are, and if I give if I give you the ball, you're gonna get something cracking. Listen, probably, listen, probably not. I hear, that, I hear that, but when when my guy Russ is saying my only friend is Spalding, obviously now Wilson, people are moving mad. But this ball's been saying it without words his whole life. Come on, man. I, I, that's so I, true. It's so true. That is he actually right. Anybody, okay, they're winning, <laughs> so it's fine. But bro, you've both made a career of it, but we only appreciate one. Come on, I'm just saying. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, dis- I don't disagree. Um, I think it's just, it's just how they, it's how they go about their business. I think it's, it's, the, it's, it's the aesthetics and the, it's just the feeling behind the, 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 yeah. the way they live it. So yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. From light skin tax, bro. I hate to see it, man. Let's come back. Let's come back to the East. The 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 um East leading Chicago Bulls. They haven't been up here um since the days of Derek Derek Goes, Jakeem Noah, Jimmy Butler, um, etc. Uh, 25 and 10 top of the East. They made a, a few moves in the offseason. They got obviously DeMar DeRozan in from the Spurs. They got Lonzo Ball in as well. Um, they got a bit of a squad now. Um, Yanni, um, DeMar is in MVP conversations at the moment. You've got you've got Zach Levine, obviously first time also last year. I'm going to be an star again this year. You've got Lonzo Ball really slotting in really well. Obviously, how can I forget to mention uh, Alex Caruso, who... K and the Lakers miss so much when we're talking about perimeter perimeter defending. Um, how are you liking what they got cooking over in, in, in Chicago? Chicago have had a fantastic season, man. What are they doing top of the East? It's crazy. They're unbeaten in their last eight. They've had a great time. The weekend winners, Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan hit back-to-back game-winning freeze, bruv. Come on, don't be like Demar, that. Of all of, of all people, and even the first one, the one in the first game, I forget who it was against. It's like that's that's a shot that the coach tells you ten out times out of ten. Yeah, even if you are a good three point taker, do not take that shot. But, but it's that. Do you know what it is? Yeah, Demar's just a shot maker playing at the highest level he has played, and people haven't been watching Demar. So Ooh. you know, we we saw. We saw upgrades in his playmaking in his last year in Toronto. Then he gets shipped to the Spurs and spends another three years really working on his game there. Quietly, though, because no one gives a toss about the Spurs, not me included. No. Mum's life, I have not watched more than one Spurs game this year. But anyway, Markin, uh, DeMar's in a big... Mar- well, what, he's now made a big market, hitting all the big shots that he's been hitting for the longest. He's having a great time. But back-to-back game winners on back-to-back nights, three-pointers... And the the second one was on a Kobe thing, like I don't know for that. Uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, he's 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 having an amazing. He was he was pump fake, pump fake, yeah, in the corner, yeah. bang, yeah. game winner, like that. Yeah. He's only gone and done it, and you know they're just having a great time. The balls, Alex Caruso, um, has been dealing with an ankle injury and has now been hit by the protocol cheese, so he's going to be out for a bit longer. But uh, the Bulls are having a great time. Lonzo's back. Uh, and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, a lot of people thought that that wasn't going to work for whatever reason. Oh, so many people were rubbishing DeMar DeRozan to the Chicago Bulls because it was a lot of money. But yeah, when you really think about it, like you're paying a lot of money for a guy that can do a lot of things that but your lot can't do. Facts, facts. Okay, I want us to talk about DeMar's been brilliant. I want us to talk about... Zach Levine, like you know, most My nights, most nights he's either the best athlete on the floor, um, yeah. or the best shooter on the floor. A lot of nights he's both. Um, I think again, it's it's, it's this idea that we have about the MV, uh, NBA where 
players are not in the best situations. Like you mentioned, Kay, regarding Devin Booker, and I say he's not a winning player. Um, that's been leveled at that's been leveled at um Zach Levine. Uh, the Timberwolves probably um cry themselves to sleep when they see the player that he's he's become after getting after getting rid of him. But in terms of backcourts in the league, how high are we ranking DeMar and, and Zach? Or 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 tandem if we don't want to say backcourts, how high are we ranking them as a duo um in the league? Right Kay, now, is that number one or is that number two? It's number one, baby. Do you know why? Because there's no backcourt duos like that. Okay, cool. Hey. If, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be really pedantic, I could say Chris Paul and Booker for the last two years. Blah, Dog, blah. I could say harder than Kyrie, and I could but probably Kyrie don't exist. Clay after like, a couple. Yeah, that's only half of Kyrie. So I'm not hearing it. That's only half of Kyrie. But in, Kyrie right only now, in selected states. Yeah, exactly. So as of right now, how they are performing, not hypothetical and paper, because the game isn't played on that. The best performing duo backcourt in the NBA is Zach Levine and Demar Derozan. Previously, Demar Derozan for his moments of panic in the playoffs. But he shed the name, bro. He, he beat the fraudulent tax. So it's amazing to see. So right now, they're the best in the NBA. And you can't argue it. Like, which backcourt is better performing at this current rate? And not don't give me a heavily weighted backcourt where it's Donovan on one side and you've got Mike Connolly on the other. Like, who's actually performing at this MVP all-star level? I want to say no one. Hey, Mayora, do you know what's this, like, what you said in the intro for that? Like, Zach Levine was already like the the hops guy, like the Derek Jones type fucking. Do you know what I mean? Like hops, but the fact that he is now a guy that is scoring like twenty eight points per game is a joke. His 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 development over the years from being a, defensively still is what he is, but his development over the years has been it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Um, I love I love watching him play. He's hyper efficient with it, so fluid with it. He can sh- shoot and pull up from all so, over, from all over the court. We should be standing, bro. And he's handsome as well. Come on, that's that's a mute, bro. Listen, we yeah. don't need the family man stuff anymore. You've had your time, bro. Now hand over to come to death row. See my boy Zach Levine, handsome boys, sexy boy business. Let's get it going, bro. I'm telling you. You know, you're not serious. You know how this works. You get, the, handsome, you get the plaudits. You get the plaudits when you win. Man is telling me he's handsome. That's a talking point in a basketball. <laughs> he's handsome and very, very good. Like, it's like, all part of the brand package. Bro, Brandon. Right, right. Oh, man. He's going to sign with Under Armour. He's fucking yes. awesome, bro. I'm telling you. He even dropped coincidence. He stopped wearing Adidas shoes, wearing Nike, and wearing business, baby. So the yeah, money. You know, he's, he's he's been certified. Obviously, he's an Olympic. He's an Olympic champion now. Um, unfortunately, they've been unlucky with Patrick Williams going out injured for the season. That stinks. I was looking at that earlier. That's yeah. four to six months. Like he is thirty. He is thirty. And I, I know people are gonna say like, "Oh, you guys are talking about backcourts, and Demar spends a lot of time at." At the four for them. So when we talk about back, we were just talking about a traditional, traditional ball handlers. Obviously, um, let's just say top. You're putting them as your top duo in the league, can you? Not yeah, now. not best duo of players. The best. You said the yeah. best. Back. The, the best, best, best performing. Would the be best. The best. The best performing duo in the league. I mean, it's hard to argue. I think they're averaging something like fifty-three points um, a game. Consistent. They're coming out every night and making sure yeah. teams. It's one teams of it's one of them that. things, isn't it? Like Demar might be like listed at the four or whatever, but he's initiating a lot of the offense with the ball in his hands. So yeah, you know exactly. I mean? it's, like... it's fluid basketball. Um, 
how far do you think they can go? How how real do you think that they are? Um, you know, the regular season is one thing, but if we get to the playoffs, um, it's been a while for the Bulls. Um, how far do you actually think this team can go? I will say, yeah, they should throw everything at it right now. The way that they're looking... More than NBA, bro. Come on, let's this time. It's time. No, 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 big man. These windows, they're constantly doing this, big man. And right now, certain men are looking weak. It might not always be the same, but with the Chicago Bulls looking strong, when I say they should throw everything at it now, it might be only one or two moves. It's not going to be something mad, but they should really be locking in because they're looking right on, you know what I mean, to cause not even an upset. Just to do satin, just a little last dance. Yeah, do you know? I know. I'm gonna tell you what that move is. But we won't go into depth. You gotta flip my guy Vooch, bro. You think? You gotta flip him, bro. For what, blood? Miles Turner and Karis Levert. What? Yes. (laughs) If you bring me Miles Turner and Karis Levert, I'm getting a Zach Levine back tap. What? We're going all the way. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, yeah. Vooch is a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but obviously he's used to being the man. At Orlando before, and he's obviously his game is a bit old fashioned in the sense he can shoot a bit, but that's really failed him. So, right now, the fact that Zach Levine and DeRozan are leading, and obviously, defense isn't exactly their strong point. You've got Lonzo and obviously Caruso on the perimeter that can help, but a little sometimes inside presence, you know what I'm saying? Just you bring me a Miles Turner and a Karis Levert for a Vooch, I your money, and that's even a trade I don't even think would even happen because no one's dumb, no one's dumb enough to let that happen. So for me, bro, bro, I'd rather have I'd rather have Vooch than Karis Levert and Miles Turner. Vooch isn't Vooch isn't a minus defender. He's adequately anchoring for the Bulls. They've listen. They've managed to weave, despite the fact they've got. Look where he's on the MVP for him. Not MVP, sorry, All Star. Um, despite who is it? Vooch. That means nothing though. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I literally discredited Demar Derozan. Miles Turner's a great defender, but put him in a good team. For the intangibles that he brings on defense, listen, and he's not looking for a big offensive role either, like Hoochwood, bro. I'm talking him and Patrick Williams in the back in the front court. Listen, bro. If you know what? If Patrick Williams was healthy now, I would hear it. But look, between um Vooch doing whatever he's doing in and you've got Caruso on Lonzo Ball, they're a top 10 defense, they're a top five defense, even this year. So Billy Donovan has been able to again take the pieces that he has and build a cohesive unit. The question, I guess, I guess the question comes, do we see that translating in the playoffs? But when Caruso and Lonzo are patrolling that perimeter, like the two dogs that they are, whoever you are, you're not going to get into the lane easily. You're going to have to fight through. You're going to have to fight through picks. You're going to have to fight through guys staying in front of you. You're going to have to fight through guys getting their hands in the lane and deflecting balls. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, uh, we're going to go on to talk about... um, the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously the reigning champions, uh, Yanis Antetokounmpo, they're 25 and 15, um, third in the East this year. They've had a lot of injuries. Uh, I think they're, they're big three, as it were. So that's uh, Yanis, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Um, I think they're still unbeaten this season. I think they're still unbeaten this season. This I think over something like 10, 15 games. I have that off the top of the head. Um are they the team to beat in the East? If we're talking about their, 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 their best three players, when they're all healthy, very rarely lose, are they the team to beat in the East? Yes. I think so, man. With Giannis entering his prime, like, just looking unstoppable the way he is. And you said it yourself, like, they are playing incredibly well when they're all together. 
the injuries are killing them though, and Giannis is again out for a couple of days or whatever, a couple of games. It's kind of just becoming a little bit standard, and Chris Middleton is not having the greatest season by any means. Not not an incredible one. Um, and the Bucks back to back home losses to the Pistons and Raptors in their past two games has thrown them out of whack. But they went on a six game win streak before that. It's kind of it's all very. It doesn't really matter what these bucks. I want to say, you know, they got no Giannis, no Grayson Allen, no Pat Connaughton, Dante Divincenzo, Brooke Lopez, all out injured. Not leaving on no Grayson Allen. I'll tell you that. Well, you know, he's playing well this year. That little, that little rap. I'll, I'll he's fit. He's fit. He's fitting in well with them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's it's just another solid role player to give 10, 15 minutes in the playoffs. Mm. Um, he can go off. Um, the odd night in the in the league. Um, I do right, I do think right. though these to, like to fully answer your question, these are the guys like oh they're the they're the champions. Giannis is waltzing round with the do you know what I mean the Lario B like obviously yeah. these are the guys definitely hundred percent. I'd go in on them if I if someone put a gun to my head I'd go probably go Bucks. You'd go the Bucks. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it's all about them getting fit. I'm gonna um gonna slightly hedge my bet a little bit towards the Nets. Just backing on the offensive firepower that they have. Um, we we really haven't seen an offensive big three like this before. Um, KD looks like he's engaged defensively, and you talk about players anchoring their team's defense. Um, he's he's doing that. We know once the the buyout market comes, they'll get a couple of decent pieces who want to try and win. Who want to try and win a chip with them? Yeah, um, the league forty year olds. Let's find their way on Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna want to try and win a win a ring with them. And and the way he's looking at, I can't wait to see. Um, hopefully we get to see KD versus Giannis uh, too. Um, obviously, we know it doesn't come down to just the two best players on each team, but uh, last last year's playoffs was was a beautiful series to watch. In in all honesty, um, yeah, you're right, Giannis. It's gonna be it's gonna be the injuries. It's gonna be the injuries um, that that dictate how well the Bucks do. And I think they're so confident, and they've kind of figured out the regular season. Like they they are when all all as well a 60 65 win team calm yeah. we know coach bud coach bud knows how to get regular season wins um so the most important thing for them is getting fit and healthy fully um and then they'll be ready to go and Giannis is now he's won he's got you know when the player's got that air of just confidence and swagger and like i'll just fall on my sword you know, before he won, and you know how the media can be overthinking things in terms of what shots to take, what shots not to take. He just decides to take over games. You know what? All that ish was so painful. I've never been so satisfied and just happy that like oh, oh. A, a team and a player have put some ish to bed. Like Giannis doing that from the free throw line. Was it six of eighteen or seventeen from eight? Sixteen of eighteen or seventeen from eighteen? It was from like, yeah, line. it was something like that. Like list one or like two fifty game. points doing that. Oh, oh my god! Coach Bud can only win regular season games. Was doing my head in. Yeah, it was true until last year. For being honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Bro, bro, like that. we could say that so many, so many coaches. There's literally only one coach that wins it every year. Is the king of that. Well, yeah, if he didn't win last year, they would have. They would probably got rid of him, and that's fine. But more money in the bank, so good on him. So I can't chat on his name no more. He's got the Larry more life for more money in the bank. Oh, well, that's it. He's got money in the bank like, for for a while at least. That's what I talk. Facts, facts, facts. Cool. Uh, at the start of the pod, I was like, you know, top of the league, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we, we're always gonna try and um, make sure we cover the whole league. Um, just because I know they're not at the top. 
I know, and I know people are going to listen to this and say, you said you're going to cover the, cover the teams at the top of the conference. Why are you talking about these guys? But it's just been so spectacular to watch. Um, Canyon, I'd be remiss if I didn't come across to you just to ask you about your Los Angeles Lakers. What well, the man. hell is going on? LeBron James, on both sides of the court, off it and on it. He's the reason we're in this mess, and he's also the reason we're getting out of it. it's so funny to watch because honestly he's actually playing at air quotes at MVP level like he's second in the league and scoring at 37 which is ridiculous he's like 28 7 and 6 or whatever it is ridiculous so that's fantastic don't get me wrong Um, the roster's poorly constructed Um, I know how he he tried to he tried to go he tried to go up my guys over in Charlotte about how they handle Malik Monk. And I was like, oh, big man, let's not do that. Because if you look at the rest of the roster that you might have chosen, you would think, oh, we can get a little guy here and there. They're not using him, right? But neither are you guys. Because a lot of that team isn't playing well or being used right. But Malik Monk's played well the last few games. So I, I don't mind that at all. And if we if we hearken back, you like that? If we hearken back to an older podcast, I even mentioned Malik coming in. He could be a potential X factor there. And it's nice to see him coming into his own a bit. But yeah, LeBron is doing his thing. AD being unfit doesn't help, as well as him not being what everyone thought he was. And people are now realising that potential doesn't run until you're 30. Like, it's even win now. Like, come on, bro. Because since that chip, he's been very much underwhelming and injured. Bro, he's been a little bit overweight. He's been a bit slow. He's just not been that good, exactly. People have been dunking on him. Like, he's been getting he's been getting worked. But this so, is yeah. the guy that dunks on people, you know? Like, it's a shame. So, my Lakers, I'll, they'll get into the playoffs, don't get me wrong. I think they, they need to do their best to not buck um, either Golden State or what's it called? Or Phoenix in the first round. Because if they do, we know how that's going. So if they get into, let's say, a sixth seed, fifth or sixth seed, if, big if, they'll cause some things some problems. Because ultimately, they're constructed for the playoffs, if I'm being very honest. They're a big do you team. you know what? Yeah. Slow, put the ball in LeBron's hands. And it's cool. And I see all these jokes online as well, yeah, about my guy Russ. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't fit the team. And that's not his fault. However, all these lowlights, yeah, he's been playing well for a whole month or two and no one says anything until the turnover's coming. And it was, ah, oh, but I told you. what. Listen, Russ ain't the problem here. LeBron making this team is the problem because they don't go and get these guys without LeBron say so. So we're in this mess and now LeBron is back playing well and we'll get out of this mess. And to be fair, He's also 37, so the, the games he missed when he was injured, we probably would have won if he was there, especially against the crap teams, respectfully. So got, it was a tricky one, but I ain't got no hopes for them, man. This is what at this point. i got two things on the Lakers. I don't think if you get into a 4-5 with the Memphis Grizzlies that you want any of that, actually, the way that Memphis are playing right now. Yeah, that's right. Is, you tell him, Yanni. Which, right is, which, is, which would be a great <laughs> matchup to watch. Listen, big up Demetrius, yeah? My guy Morant. Big up Demetrius. Like, I'm a big fan of that. Firstly, the name. I'm a big fan of that, you. <laughs> no, but, quick shout out. Go. Quick shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies, actually, who have got players like John Morant. Dylan Brooks is out right now. Desmond Baines having Desmond Bain is stupid. Oh, my God. an incredible... He was really good last year. And I see him in a couple games and I think, hang on a minute, who's this guy? Why is he shooting 45% from free? He looking like a personal trainer. A lot of buys. that guy. Wow. Play. So, yeah, I, I, I don't mind. 
I'm just I'm not saying that they they'd want to buck up a Memphis, but I promise you the Memphis don't want to see the Lakers either. Not because they're good. I'm sure. No, because everyone's always gonna be scared of the Lakers. Who was it? It was uh damn it was Draymond that was saying like everyone in the league is well aware, despite the fact that the Lakers are having their struggles, you still can't really be bothered with effectively six Hall of Famers on one team. Yeah, and not only that at different course. points in their life. Of course, yeah. but also like Memphis, obviously they had a great year knocking Steph out of young playing last year. We're not gonna we're not gonna forget that by the way. No, we won't forget that, brother. We won't forget that yeah. honestly. No finals MVP either. But yeah, obviously Memphis and <laughs> job playing amazing. So yeah, even they've not been in this situation before. Like, I'm not saying the Lakers experience will help them, but trust me, like neither of them really want to see each other because they can mm. both come out of that with their heads held high if one of them wins. So, yeah, that's why uh, the Lakers definitely don't want to be 7 4 8 seed because that's uh, when they're definitely going out. Yeah, potentially. And and I'll tell you what, I've got second, the second thing on the Lakers. Uh, it's interesting, actually, what you said about LeBron and how he, he's effectively constructed the team. Um, I was definitely listening to someone that was saying about how Steph and LeBron, as guys that have effectively battled over the last seven or eight years for, for being the face of the league, You've got LeBron who's out here doing up my GM versus Steph. Who's never said? Huh? Who's never said? Let's get that. I'm not, brother. Just let me land my point without the agendas. It was was Steph. Steph had the league in the palm of his hand for a good two, three years. (laughs) Um, So LeBron doing up my GM and Steph doing up, I'm just one of the guys, management will handle everything. And you know it's crazy, isn't it? Like how both they're doing it their own ways. And damn, Steph obviously yeah, they yeah, had those yeah, two yeah. down years, but yeah. the Golden State Warriors have done what they need to do. Steph's having a part two of his career effectively right now, and LeBron. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got another champion. LeBron's looking before. for part four. Of something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Steph gets to part four, let me know in it. Little front of body. He, he broke his pinky. He didn't want to play all season. Shout out, man. Get this guy. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Steph is fantastic. But the Steph said, listen, this is, not, this is not a Lars Rodeo. When they come for you, like they always come listen, for you, yeah? It's yeah. Not over. When, when they come for you, like they always come for you, don't come, don't cry, don't beg, yeah? Don't cry. Last year, they didn't make the play. They didn't make out the players last year. That was outside. Just <laughs> a game after resting his pinky for a year. Well, that home cooking did good, yeah. Listen, I was outside last year, but where were they? Not in the playing because we were. <laughs> Listen, we made the playing, they didn't, yeah. Ah, you, you, you gotta love, you gotta love the rivalries that we we we, we have over 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 the years. Um, cool. So, guys, I wanna I wanna thank both of you. Um for your time it's been it's been good to to get together and talk hoops like this we haven't done it for a while and what we can promise this season is that going forward we're going to be doing a lot more um we're going to be having um weekly spaces on the twitter where we watch a game with you guys so if you're not following courtside frack on twitter make sure you follow courtside frack on twitter so you can hop onto their spaces discuss the game discuss some hoops we're going to be putting out uh podcasts we're going to have additional visual content on our patreon on our youtube channel also courtside frack so give that a follow too um and just stay locked just stay locked we're, we're here we're here and we're here to stay so yeah rock with us man nice one boys love Yes, yes. What a pleasure. Peace. Nice one, Yanni. Sports
Social Podcast Network.